Well, everybody, what's the crack? And welcome back to episode number 32 of the Inline G Flute Podcast with me, your host, Gareth Houston. Now, if you are a video watcher of this podcast, you'll notice something quite striking about this week's episode. You're probably looking there thinking, what in the name of fuck has he done now? And I know, the background is red. (laughs) No. So, this week, guys, I'm going to get this out of the way quickly. This week's episode is a very, very special episode. Because, first of all, it's being recorded very last minute. This is being recorded on Wednesday the 7th of February to go out on Friday the 9th of February, which is bang in the middle of Cologne Carnival. So, this week's episode is not really one that is going to interest flute players directly. There's not a lot of flute in this episode. I'm not going to lie to you, okay? Often we get episodes, not often, but occasionally we get episodes like this on the podcast because I think the subjects I talk about are still relevant to people who listen to music or who are flute players. And I do believe that with this episode. So this week's episode is going to be concentrating on the music and tradition of Cologne Carnival, which is why... I am dressed up and the background is red, which we will get to later. So we will be looking at what I think is the world's biggest party. So it actually kicks off tomorrow or yesterday for you guys listening. And yeah, I've got to edit this episode in the next few hours because as of Thursday at 11am, probably earlier, I will be drunk for six days straight. So... Gotta get this out quick. What the fuck is Cologne Carnival? Well, first of all... I'm sure many of you know I am Irish, but I do live in Germany and I live in a place called Cologne or Köln to the locals. And I've lived here for five years. And the standout thing about Köln is it's carnival, very, very famous party every single year for five days, six days, a lot of days. And this is the city that I have called home for many years. And it's become a city that is very, very close to my heart. So this episode mainly came from a place of I thought it'd be fun to do this. And secondly, there isn't much in the English-speaking world about Cologne Carnival. It is a a fucking enormous party. I cannot tell you how big this party is. And every German knows about the Cologne Carnival. But outside of that, they're not so familiar. So I'm going to walk you through it today. And I haven't got a flute with me today. I've got a bottle opener. Oh, my God. And I've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost of beer. And we're going to be trying all three of those throughout the episode. I'm probably drinking them all. But we'll get to that later. Now, I will, full disclosure, this episode was meant to have two, not one, two guests on it to come with me live in the studio today. And they both fucking cancelled. So now I've got to do it solo. Thankfully, I'm going out after this. So this will count as my pre-drinks. So we're going to start. What is Cologne Carnival? Okay, we're going to get this out of the way. So Cologne, first of all, is a city in Germany. Just about a million and a half inhabitants. And it's situated way over, I've never each read it, west of Germany near the border not too far from the border between Germany and Belgium and Holland which the city right beside that is Aachen or in French Aix-la-Chapelle and we are about an hour away from that so we're actually closer to France and Belgium and Holland than we are to Berlin Germany's a very big country now the Cologne Carnival is a massive fucking street party I mean a massive party it lasts seven days but officially, it actually lasts for quite a few months. It's officially a season. Well, it's not officially a season. They call it a season. It's not really officially a season. So the carnival kicks off on the 11th of November at 11 minutes past 11, which coincidentally is the moment when people in Britain have their moment silence for people that lost their lives during the war and the Germans are getting drunk and partying. 
But anyway, it kicks off that day. That is one day of celebrations, and then there is a break. And then the last 35, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the six days of carnival are now. So we only really celebrate the seven. In between the two, we don't really do much. So it kicks off every single year on the Thursday before Lent. So it does line up with the Christian calendar, but there's fuck all question about it. Now, a few million people actually come to Cologne for this. There is other places that do the carnival. Mainz, Dusseldorf, they all do carnival, but they're shite. In Dusseldorf, for example, Dusseldorf's like fucking 15 minutes north of here. In the Dusseldorf parade, they have a big guy climbing out of a giant pot of mustard. (laughs) He's the mustard man. And uh, he smuggles guns for the IRA. Um, but for Cologne, it is the big one. Cologne's the big one. It's the party one. And a couple of million people will pack into the city over the period. And over a million, just over one million people come to the parade alone on Monday. And Carnival generates 600 million euros worth of revenue. Can you fucking believe that? And it kicks off tomorrow. I'm so fucking excited, man. I'm so excited. The whole world stops. So what happens during Carnival? Well... Guys, for six days, the city is on lockdown. Every street across the city has people out, dressed up in costumes, getting drunk, partying all day, all night. Drinking beer, doing shots, singing carnival songs. And we're going to talk about it all. I'm going to walk you guys through what happens on each day. And then we're going to get to the more fun bit, which is carnival music, which is incredible. It really is. And after that, I might have a little surprise for you at the end. Whoever can stay to the end, I've got a little quiz to see how much you listen so pay attention please so yeah the pubs are packed the streets are packed everything is packed it's a literal non-stop party the big parade is on monday and everyone dresses up now speaking of dressing up i don't know if anyone's clocked my costume yet this podcast is very popular in america so you guys won't get this because in america you don't play real sports but this week i am this week i'm not a stars in the rise this week matthew i'm gonna be <laughs> For Carnival today, my costume is a German footballer called Rudy Fuller. You spell Fuller V-O-L-L-E-R, but you have the two wee dots above the O, the umlaut. Rudy Voller, a lot of people know him as. He was a professional footballer that played for Germany in the late 80s and 90s. And is a very universally loved player. Great player, really fun guy. Played for Bayer Leverkusen as well. I've met him a few times. But he was most well known for his beautiful, beautiful head of hair. And he's one of the few players in Germany that actually is loved. So for non-football fans, this is a bit of education for his Rudy Fuller. R-U-D-I Fuller. Get looking at him. Wonderful man. His nickname in Germany was Auntie Kathy. Auntie Kata. Because he just had that real familial vibe. I don't know why Kathy. And I don't know why Auntie. Maybe it's his hair. But his hair looked just like this. And this is the jersey he wore in the... I think it's written here, 1988 Europe, no, 1990 World Cup, when he won it, fuck, won the World Cup in 1990. He was most famous for his big, beautiful head of hair, big mullet, big curly mullet, and a big moustache with it. And most famously for that, the Germany, or that period, it was West Germany, actually, it was before unification. West Germany played against Holland in the semi-finals, I think, of the European Championships in 1988. And Rudi Fader was having a particularly good game. And one of the players on the opposite team is a guy called... Uh, Rude, no, Frank Reichardt. There was Rude Holland as well, but it wasn't Rude Holland. Frank Reichardt, very famous player, also managed Barcelona for a while in the early 2000s. He played for Holland, and there was a video of this on the internet. If you Google Rudy Fuller spit, you'll find it because Reichardt 
to piss Rudy Fowler off, went up behind him during the game and just spat into the back of his beautiful big, his beautiful big mullet. So he's well known for that. So that's my costume this year. I actually have three costumes this year. I have this one. I have a princess, which is linked to a couch song, which we'll get to later. And every year I also have a Spice Girls costume. The same one. Ginger Spice, Jerry Hallowell. So, Carnival... Like, let me tell you about I'm going to do in Carnival. Let me run you through how insane this is. Now, this is coming as an Irishman, by the way. People always say Carnival is one of the biggest parties in the world. I think the only ones you can compare it to, from what I've heard, is the Carnival in Rio and some of the Mardi Gras things over in America. Now, people do compare it to St. Patrick's Day in Ireland. I'm telling you as an Irish person, St. Patrick's Day is fucking nothing on this. This Carnival is 10 times what St. Patrick's Day will ever be. It is obscene what the Germans do on these days. The level of drinking is... Even for an Irishman, would put me to fucking shame. So tomorrow morning, for example, Thursday's the day kicks off. The pubs will open at 11 minutes past 11 as well. We will be in the queue at 10 a.m. for the pub, which is late, which means we'll be having breakfast at 8.30. And usually for breakfast, we have Kirsch, the beer, which I'll get to in a minute. Uh, Mettbrötchen, which is little bits of bread with raw pork and raw onion on top. It sounds stinking, but it's actually fucking delicious. Raw pork mince, raw onion, bread, butter, salt banging and barely near the donuts not the one that richard nixon said he was um wasn't it nixon that did that i don't know i can fuck about america so we do that in the morning a couple of shots as well get the ball rolling get into the queue everyone's dressed up into the club or the pub party away and then that's it for the next six days now friday i'm going out again usually i can manage three days in a row three days in a row is pushing it so friday i'm going out in the evening with all my irish friends saturday I wanted to go out because it's a big day, but my football team, Bayer Leverkusen, who Rudy Feller also played for, have what is genuinely, I think, the biggest match in European football this weekend because Leverkusen are top of the league. There's 13 games left. We are top of the league. We have never won the league and we are playing the team that is second in the league. If they beat us, they will go top. If we beat them, we will go quite clear. This could be the first time in our 120-year history that we could win the league. So we have a huge game on Saturday. So I'll be going to that and getting very drunk. Apparently, you can dress up at the game. So I might use this costume because I know Rudy himself is going to be at the game. He works there. He's one of the directors. So I'll keep you updated on that. And then Sunday, house party. <coughs> Monday is the parade. And then Tuesday is, for me, not much. Now the beer. <coughs> now you might be thinking, Jesus, Gareth's hand, Gareth's hands have grown. He's become a very big boy. That pint is very small in his hand. It's not. It's not, don't worry. This is Kirsch. This is the local beer in Cologne. Kirsch, it's pronounced uh, like Kern, O with an umlaut, is uh. <coughs> Sorry, I don't know what it is, but it'll be gone soon. It might take it with take me with it. Oh, I fucked up that punchline. Um, Kirsch, Elsh. It's a beer. So, it's the local beer of the Cologne region. There's many different brands of it. I don't know how many, to be honest. Hundreds. Well, not hundreds officially, but unofficially, there's hundreds of different makers. <coughs> Oh, that fixed it. But it is the local beer, Kirsch. So it's served in 200 milliliter glasses. Now, you get this in a pub. If you go to a pub in Cologne, you order a Kirsch, you get one of these wee ones, which broke my heart the first time I got it, because I was expecting the first time in Germany, I was like, oh, I want like a big fucking, big mass, you know, one of those big like liter things that you see. That's Bavaria. That's not this region, unfortunately. So you get these wee ones, and I'm like, man, what the fuck is that? That's a wee test tube. You couldn't even pitch on that. But, it's actually very clever what they do. So they pour it in these small glasses so it stays fresh and the, the bubbles stay in it. But the minute you're finished, unless you put your beer mat on top of the drink, 
the servers will come by and automatically switch and give you a new one and they are lightning quick because these go down so easy um they're lightning quick and they do the way they take your beer mat and they write down how many you've had on them they're like two euro for a week hush and you hammer them into it and before you know it because they go down so smooth you hammer them into it before you know it wow we'll see where that goes so I've brought a selection of cows with me today because they were meant for my guests who didn't fucking turn up. So I've got gaffel cows, gilden cows, and fruit cows. Gaffel's my favourite. I'm a big fan of gaffel. Gilden's not bad. Fruit, I think, tastes like pish, but it's the most popular. And it supports Bayer Leverkusen, so I'm here for that. So cows is the beer. Cows is also the name of anything that comes from this region. So you can have the cows language. To be a Kausha Jung is to be a person or a boy or a lad from Cologne. Kaus is an adjective. It's like Irish. But the beer is just called Kaus. It's actually called Kaus beer, but nobody says the beer. We just say Kaus and Kaus. So that's Kaus. It's fucking delicious. It's kind of like a lager. It's very light. I think it's the top fermented lager, if anyone knows what that is. I should probably Google that. But So that's what I'm drinking now. I'll be drinking a lot of these through Carnival. Also in Germany, these are so cheap. Beer in Germany, man, is so cheap. The bottles here, they're 500ml bottles, so nearly a pint. They are like 90 cents in the supermarket. And you can drink in the street in Germany. That's where most of my drinking is going to be, in the street. Kiosk beer, talk to people in the street, happy days. They're so cheap. And when you bring the bottle back to the supermarket, there's a wee machine you put it in, and you get money back on it for bringing your glass back. I can't remember how much it is for... I think for bottles it's 12 cents and for plastic bottles it's 25 that's glass glass is cheaper anyway it's a great system and then over there we have some shots which i'll get to later um at some point i'm gonna drink this now hang on i just need more cash um so i'm gonna give you a brief history of carnival i'm gonna run you through it a game plan no this was gonna be such a fun episode but now it's just you and me and a couple of bottles of cash we'll get through it lads we'll get through it oh, 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 oh. it's like a fucking ice cream so, I'm going to give you the story behind Carnival. So, it is in a few cities in Germany. Mainly uh, Cologne, Mainz, and Dusseldorf. All in this now. All those cities are Catholic cities. And that's the reason why Carnival is there. But it's not directly religious. So, initially, hundreds of years ago, there was a tribal thing celebrating this time of year because of the changing of the seasons. So, that was the original thing. Now, Cologne, the area, this area has been fucked by every army you can name. It's been invaded more times than I can count. It's been invaded more times than fucking Ireland has. It's ruined this place because it's right between the different countries. And then previously, it was also not far from Prussia, the old Prussia. So it's been invaded by many, many, many times. But eventually, through all those different invasions, different ownerships, different rulerships, Carnival still existed. And then about 200 years ago, it became an official event with organization because we're in Germany and things are organized so it's not religious but the reason it is in Catholic cities is because the church made people do Lent so I'm sure a lot of you Americans I think Americans are usually Protestant aren't you British people are Protestant most of Germany's Protestant France being that they're Catholic but this part of Germany's Catholic Lent well, the Protestants do Lent don't they do they I have do all Christians do Lent yeah you know what Lent is and you go off something it's a fast you pick something to go off, like every major religion has one. Um, so that's why Carnival existed. It's up to the days of Lent. So initially, it was an idea that you get all your sin, all the things you need to get out, out before Lent starts. So you just blast it out. And the name actually comes from Carnival, comes from the old Latin carne valley, which means meat, 
gone. Meet Carne Valley, the the Latin to fuck off. Carne Valley gone. So people do sin, and it's weird. And even these days, boy, do people sin. So it's nothing to do with religion. Actually, it's just people getting ready before an enforced Lent came on, and then they've kept that tradition of just getting blocked and having a good party. So there is the four S's of carnival, is what we call them. Zingen, Schunken, Zaufen und Scherzen. And I cannot remember what they all mean because I was meant to meet my German guests. Translated, Zingen is obviously um, to sing. Schunken, that's what... Do you know what? Instead of me cutting this episode, why don't you guys just bear with me while I Google this? Schunken. Zwischen einer Gruppe mit Armen gemeinsam in Christmas and Musik. Ah! It means to move like that. It means... You know when you link your arms together? Like you do for Old Lang Syne on New Year's Eve. That's what Shunken is. What's the third one? Singen Shunken. Saufen. Was heißt Saufen auf English? Ah, to drink beer. Happy days. And the last one, Scherzen. Scherzen uh, auf English, bitte. No, not Schmerzen, Scherzen. Schmerzen is pain. Ah, the joke about. There you are. We got our four S's. I don't even need those guys. Fuck those guys, man. We can do this on our own. It's just me and you. Um, and the fifth S is Shagen. <laughs> it's not. It may as well be. But anyway, there's going to be a lot of sinning. My already experiences with Carnival, I used to hate it. I used to really hate it. You're going to see why later, because when I started letting you guys hear the Carnival music, the really traditional stuff is shite. I used to go to a lot of traditional Carnival parties, like really traditional ones, when I started living in Cologne five years ago. Hated them. It was just too German for me. It was too organized. The very first one I went to, we met up at a certain time. I think it was nine o'clock with some older people. We queued to the bar for two hours. Got into the bar. It's cold as well. This is February in Germany. It's not a hot time of year. Got into the bar and then immediately the Germans go into organization mode. They pick their corner. They're like fucking, they're like snipers. They see exactly where they're going. They go bang, right over there into the corner. And then they whip out these black bin bags and they go, right, jackets in there, phones in there, wallets in there, this one, this one, that one, that one, that one. And they're like, right, link arms and you get linking arms and you sing every song for hours and then you take it in turns. One person goes and gets the drinks and then also you take it in turns for who can go out and get some fucking air. It was, man, it was a traumatic experience because we don't do organised drinking in Ireland. We don't organise our drinking. We just drink and then things happen. But in Germany, they love organised drinking. So I used to hate it. And then when I moved to my new flat a few years ago with my flatmates, the very first Elfte Elfte, so 11-11, the first day of Carnival in November, I was working in the morning, but I finished at like 12. And I was like, right, I finished at 12. I know you guys are going out for 11 minutes past 11, but I finish at 12. I get home, get my costume on, I'll meet you at 1 o'clock. You've not been that far away. I actually got out a bit early and I was out for 12.30. So I was ringing my friends, going, where are you? Where are you? No answer, obviously. Texting them, going, where are you? It was actually Jakob from episode 10 of this podcast. I was ringing and texting him so much. I go, where are you? Where are you, man? Couldn't find him. He wasn't answering. Nobody was answering. I was like, for fuck's sake, where am I going to go? And then on one of the news, uh, the news coverage programs, a news coverage program, the news shows, you know, a show that doesn't use, not Fox, but one of those real ones. A new show, anyway, in Cologne. I went onto their Instagram page, and one of the headlines was, it was like a story of this guy dressed up as a rocker on top of a roof, dancing to people, climbed on top of the roof, and was throwing beer out to people like he was fucking Noel Gallagher at Wembley. And I was looking at it going, man, that's Jacob. <laughs> so I knew exactly where he was, because he was on the news by 
He was already in the news. So drunk, he climbed the top of the building throwing beer out to people. It was great. It was great. So the modern carnival structure, let me clear this up. 11-11 is where it starts. Okay, so 11 of November is the big day. That is called Elte Elte. 11 of 11. And last year, we went out really early. We started queuing at 9. No, half 8, we started queuing. We didn't get in until 11-11. So we were in the queue for nearly three hours, just queuing. But we had breakfast before that at 7.30, which means we were up at 6.30 to get ready and get our first drinks in this. It was a long day, man. And you go right through to the day. But 11-11, you take a break. Now, the real hardcore people, they will still, like, celebrate carnival, do preparation events, learn songs. They do these things called zitzungen, which are, like, shows with dancers and all that. There's hundreds of organizations for carnival, like little groups. Hundreds of them in a city of just over a million people. But fast forward to this carnival session. So Carnival Thursday, where it all kicks off, is Weibernach Fest, which is basically Women's Night. Traditionally, it was a night where women could go out and do their carnival. Even, you say traditionally, it's still quite common with a lot of like families where that'll be the day to go Thursday, right? Dad'll look after the kids, women go out and get pissed with each other. It's also called Fat Thursday. And they have this weird tradition, I didn't know this until recently, that if you wear a necktie in Cologne at any point over the Thursday, a woman has the right to come up and cut it off with scissors. I didn't know that. And then they give you a butia. And I learned to butia is a wee smooch right on the cheek. <laughs> I'm sorry to the audio listeners if that was very jarring. <laughs> so that's your that's your Viber Fast Viber Nacht Fest. That's on the Friday. Now, Friday starts a wee bit later. We don't start at 11, 11 on Friday because we're all hungover. Had a long day. Now, there's not really many traditions on the Friday. Friday's one of the... It's not a chilled out day because a lot of people work. So that's their start of their weekend. But Friday doesn't have a specific day. But Saturday does. Saturday's the next one. That's called Carnation Saturday after the flower. Um, I'm at the football this year, unfortunately. Which, if we win, by the way, anyone who's on my Instagram, if you check out what happens with Bayer Leverkusen against Bayern Munich at 6.30 Central European time on Saturday. If we win that match, I will be I will be good entertainment on Instagram, put it that way. Um, Sunday then, fast forward to that. Saturday's just a big party day. Typical big party day. Sunday's a little bit more chill. Usually everyone's hungover by that point. There's still parties going on in the city. You know, Public transport over these days is a nightmare to get anywhere through the city. The streets are literally covered with people. Covered the whole way across the city. Um... And then we get to Rosenmontag, Rose Monday, which is back into like a hardcore day. Between it and uh, Vibernach Fest, the Thursday, these are the two big days. Now, Monday is a wild one. That's the day where there is this huge parade that goes through the city. Now, if you were to stand still and watch the parade from one spot, it'd be like, I think it's about four hours. It's fucking ages. So it's all the different carnival committees, but committees, but it's also a lot of floats and balloons, a lot of political satire. It's very important in Cologne. It's very traditional in carnival to make fun of the military and to make fun of the church. So hello, I'm in my fucking element, man. Because I hate the military. Uh, so you get a lot of like political things. Well, Cologne's a very lefty city, so we get a lot of yeah political things to the left, to the for the left the lefty in your life it's a huge parade and every single group throws out these little sweets as well they fuck them into the audience and they're like we hard sweets like we caramels called camela and they like throw them in and man if you get one of them in the head it fucking hurts and the streets are lined there's a million people watching the parade alone just over a million 
it's a huge day the parade kicks off in the morning goes the whole way through and then people party massively afterwards and then the very very last day is tuesday shrove tuesday or violet tuesday in the carnival terms um and in that evening we burn noble now what do i mean by that it's actually the first time i saw this it freaked the shit out of me so outside every bar on tuesday night they have like the straw doll like they make it out of like it looks like a we call the scarecrow it looks like a scarecrow with clothes on human features and they put it on top of the bar it's every bar in the city nearly and then it, just at the end of the night just before midnight to signify the end of it all they burn him alive well he's not alive but he's meant to be someone so yeah i don't know why the name noble came from i think it's like a word for nobody in kush because kush is there is a kush language it's very similar to german but it's like a dialect i don't know why they burned the wee fella i don't know what he did to anybody there in the chart this is the accuser is a carnivalist dressed as a cleric at first the crowd defends the noble but eventually they're convinced of his guilt and demand revenge the accust the, the accusation then culminates for example in rhetorical questions such as who is to blame that we drank away all our money who is to blame for cheating on our partners the jeering crowd responds to the speaker with a loud it was the noble the noble is to blame let him burn <laughs> man it's like a pagan ritual it's fucking wild Germans are different. They're different gravy. They really are. Um, so they burn the double on the Tuesday, and then Wednesday is the start of Lent, and we all behave ourselves. Now, one other big tradition of carnival is called the Dreigestein or the Triumvirate. Now, there's like three characters, basically, of the official characters of carnival. There is a prince, a maiden, and a peasant. Now, this is this is a weird thing. These three characters are still there now they're normal people they're selected every year by the committee loads of people apply normal lads always lads even the maiden has to be a guy the only time it wasn't the guy was when the nazis were ruling and they insisted it was a guy because they were offended by the idea of a guy doing it and then people in cologne kicked off so much that the nazis said right well let it be a guy but he's not allowed to have a beard or a mustache and he has to shave his legs true but now it's all guys three lads so the committee chooses them for a lot of people like proper cologne people this is like the dream of a lifetime to be one of these characters so what you do is over you do 400 events overall because the official carnival season as we said is from 11th november right up to now so in that it's still officially carnival so they they'll be normal people with normal jobs they will quit their jobs those four months and they will have full-time jobs dressed up in these outfits of a prince a maiden and a peasant and they will go to different bars different uh, schools community events newspapers etc etc and they'll go and just be themselves and play some characters and yeah that's it hand out sweeties give people drinks etc etc people love it now 400 events over the months 400 events 12 hours a day they have their own cars that drive by cologne you see them all the time um they're driven about a couple of years ago they met the pope they went to see the pope fuck me um but you have to pay to be it so if you get selected you have to pay but nobody knows the exact figure of this so it's hard to find this out but the costumes you have to buy and they're yours to keep but the costume of the prince, for example, costs 15,000 euros. Also, during that time, you're not getting paid. So all the money you're losing from your job because you're doing this for four months straight. And every bar you go to, you have to buy the entire bar their drinks. So the three of them split the bar tab at the end of the night. So people think it does cost well into like 30, 40 Gs for that period. So that's the maiden, the priest. No, the maiden, maiden and the priest iron maiden the prince the maiden and the peasant the uh or the triumvirate 
So that's basically all there is to know about Carnival. Let's get into the music because this is what we're here for. This is a music podcast. So in the last you know, 10, 15 minutes, depends, right? Uh, let me get somewhere that's close to me. Cause that's a really nice case, right? I'm going to open the Gildan case. I'm going to tell you what I think of it. Also, Gaffel case. I'm turning the bottles towards you guys so you can uh, see the labels. But in the back of the label, there's an FC Cone logo looking at me, which is the rivals of my football team. It's the football team of Cologne, but I don't support the team in Cologne because they're bastards. And looking at that logo has annoyed me. But anyway, next coach. So, here I'm pouring that a bit, but never mind. I thought I was pouring that better, but I'm really not. Next coach is Gilden. Jesus Christ. Not winning any awards. Not winning Barman of the Year. Uh, right, music. Now, I cannot describe to you how insane carnival music is. There is over 10,000 recorded, released carnival songs, not including all the ones that aren't rec- recorded and released. 10,000 for a city of just over a million people, a small community. There is oh, like hundreds every year. Hundreds. It's unbelievable. So I'm going to walk you through Cologne Carnival music and then I'm going to play some for you guys and I want you guys to tell me what you think. You can't tell me what you think. I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote that in the script for the other people who are meant to be in this podcast, but they're not here. Fuck them. Right, so, Colin, 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 do you know what? I'm going to have a shot. (laughs) Someone, (laughs) I'm not, I'm really not even drunk yet. Someone commented on one of my older videos saying, it's a wonder that I have drinks up here, especially in episode 10 of Jacob. We had so many cocktails and we the steps over there look really steep and we're wondering how we didn't fall down them. You have no idea how steep that is. Like, if I fell down that, I'd be dead. And it is like a ladder. It's nearly just straight up and it's really high. Yeah, anyway. So, shots. Fagling. Fagling or fagling? Oh, this isn't even a real one. This is the cheap brand. Anyway. These wee shots, right? This is Jeremy's mad. Jeremy's mad. Jeremy's lost the run of itself. Alcohol is so cheap here. These are forty nine cents. Now I think for my American friends, uh, a dollar is the same as a euro, and a cent is a cent. A cent is one for one. So forty nine cents these cost, and they're in the supermarket, and they're at the bit when you're going through the supermarket and you pay, and you know they buy just at the till. What do you guys call a till in America? The you can call it a till. Where the cashier sits. Checkout. Yeah, checkout. So just at the checkout, you know the way you have like your little chocolate bars and your little things. You go, oh, I have one of them. Lovely. Germany is filled with these. These and cigarettes. These cost 49 cents. Now, they're quite weak. They're only like 15%. And there is a traditional way to drink it, which oh, I'm going to make a mess of this. But you get a lot of these in Carnival. So, post. So, you put the, the thing on your nose. And it stays. And then... Voila. <laughs> oh man. Feeling delicious for your health. Alright, Carnival Songs, let's get into it. I want you guys to just enjoy this with me and tell me what you think. So, Carnival Songs, the whole traditional music thing started obviously way before. At the same kind, of, it, it ran in parallel with military music becoming popular everywhere. Americans are aware of this, you guys have like the fife and drum band kind of thing. It's that kind of music. So, we're here we call it the Spielmannzug. And it's really traditional carnival tunes, you know. They're dressed in like the kind of military uniforms, like the old military uniforms. 
and it's like marching band music. I think it's shite. So here's an example of some of this. I've made a playlist called Coon Carnival Through Time. Shite. Thank God I wasn't about when that was going on. But you still get a lot of places playing that kind of music. Like super hyper traditional parties will still have these this music. I don't go to them because if I had to hear that all night, I would shoot someone. It's There's like 10 flutes in this thing as well. Like simple system piccolos. Oh my God, man. I'd shoot myself if I had to hear 10 piccolos at once. Um, but as popular music started to develop, Cologne went along with it. Cologne is a big music city. There's a lot of jazz there's a lot of baroque music there's a lot of classical music obviously um a lot of rock a lot of punk it's a huge city for music karlheinz stockhausen was here for a very long time the most famous composer from here would have been offenbach who wrote uh orfe was on fair what do you call it uh orpheus in the underworld and the can can and all that shit that's all offenbach and what's the other one he wrote the belle Lynn. oh it's fucking great it's a great one do you like that one about about the robot Fine, fine, fine. No, yeah, sorry. Anyway, Cologne's got all kinds of music. It's a huge music city. Still is a huge music city. So it goes hand in hand. As popular music develops, the influence bleeds into carnival songs. Now, to make it a carnival song, you really just need two things. One, it has to be sung in Kirsch, not in English or Deutsch, not in German. Kirsch. It sounds very like German, but yeah. How do I describe it? It sounds like German and Dutch mixed, if anyone really knows what that is. And a little bit of French thrown in. It's a strange language. Not many people speak it here. I think if you're a real German speaker, you could probably understand it if you needed to. But you couldn't speak it. Um, so it needs to be that. It needs to be in Kirsch, And it needs to sing directly about the city. Cologne or Köln in Deutsch. Now the first guy to really bring this in was a guy called Willy Ostermann. He was knocking about between 1876 and 1936 and his big song was Heimweh nach Köln, which means homesick for Cologne. This is actually a beautiful song. This style of music is gorgeous. I kind of wish they'd play more of this. Let me skip out of here. Sorry, I can't play too much of that because I get a copyright strike. But that is where, finally, carnival music started to be something that wasn't marching music. Now, this is early 1900s and it changed everything. Suddenly, artists were like, oh shit, we can do that now. We can start making other things. One other example is a very famous guy called Vili Milovic. Now, Vili, or Willy, was an actor, but he was from Cologne. And he did some folk songs and he did the odd carnival tune and he could have jumped on this wagon. Now, this is in like the 1930s, now we're in this kind of era. I will say, as pop music developed and carnival music became good, running parallel to that was the people keeping the tradition alive and refusing to innovate. And Willy, our friend Willy here, is an example of that. So this is Der Toya Hussar, which is the trustworthy Hussar, which I had to look up. That's the English word, Hussar. Does anyone know what a Hussar is? H-E-S-S-A-R? Tell me if anyone knows genuinely what a Hussar is without Googling it. Tell me. Apparently it's some like rank in the Prussian military, whatever the fuck that is. So that's what this sounds like. Yeah. 
So you can see as music got good, there's still people like Willie knocking about. But I found a website where they categorized all the top songs by decade and the the most popular carnival song pre-1970 for everything from 1900 to 1970 was a song called Ich will kein Schokolade by Trude Herr. And Ich will kein Schokolade means I don't want any chocolate. It actually is great. I really enjoyed this tune. I, I'd never heard this before. You don't hear the carnival parties anymore, but I'll give you a little go. Come on, dance with me. <laughs> Come on, that's for your Uncle Gareth. <laughs> so that was the biggest song pre-1970. I could play that all day. See, when I'm done with you guys here, I'm going straight out to party. I'm going to have a great time telling people I don't want any chocolate. Now, that was the biggest song pre-1970. 1970 sort of saw everything change because, like everywhere else in the world... Cologne had a little disease that took over called rock and roll. So the 70s saw the rise of rock music. Obviously Led Zeppelin were the band that sort of pioneered that for a lot of people. Um, they were basically, Zeppelin ran from the 70s. Essentially, you can think of Zeppelin as the 70s and the Beatles as the 60s. The Beatles basically 1961 to 1970. So the Beatles started obviously rock and roll but then it got a bit heavier with Zeppelin. And although... One really cool Beatles song to listen to is Helter Skelter. That sounds like a Zeppelin song. But anyway, um, 1970s, Cologne gets rock music. And there's a band coming up here that sort of takes over that. Now, they're a band called Black Foose. Anyone from Cologne will know exactly who I'm talking about straight away. Because they're still making music and they're still a very popular band. But they dominated. I think out of the top 10 carnival songs of the 1970s, like eight of them are Black Foose. And for most years after that, they still keep popping up. Um, now, they do actually loads of different styles of music. They're not really a rock band. They do everything. But they have a couple of rock songs. And the biggest song of the 1970s, and you can hear the evolution of music here. Thank God. And this is the kind of music you will hear in pubs today. The biggest song of the 1970s for Cologne Carnival music was Drink, Doc, Eine Mit. I'm not saying that in the Kurdish accent, but that means have a drink with me. Something like that. It is a nice song. I'll skip to the chorus. Here we go. This is very well known. Drink the kind of it. I'm having a blast. Everybody stop that before copyright comes for me. Right. That is Drink Duck and the Mitch. Now you will get that. That's at the end of night or still. At the end of the night. When they're saying like, right. You can't stay here, but you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. That's one of those songs you put on at the end of the night saying, listen, if you haven't got a girl yet, now is your last chance, or a fella, or anyone in between. But if you haven't got your person yet, this is a slow one to go find them, because the lights are coming on in 10 minutes, and you're not going to like what you see. That's me referring to myself. Also, funny story, the Blackfist cover of this album, my girlfriend told me this recently, and I couldn't fucking believe it. The Blackfist cover of this album is a parody of Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club. The Beatles album cover, which has, like, I think Stockhausen is actually in that album cover, along with a couple of other famous people, but 
Isn't Einstein in it as well? Stockhausen's definitely in it. Anyway, they've parodied that with a lot of famous film carnival people. And my girlfriend came to me the other day and said, do you know the Beatles copied the Blackfist album cover? I said, excuse me? She went, yeah, yeah, I just saw the Beatles have an album cover that looks very like Blackfist's album. And I was like, no, I think, I think it's the other way around. You mean the Blackfist album that came out in 1972 and the Beatles album that came out in 1967? Yeah. She thought the Blackfist did it first and the Beatles found this carnival band and copied it. Man. Let me know if you if you genuinely know. Don't go Googling Don't go Googling it. But if you genuinely know some of the people in the Sgt. Pepper album cover, some of the celebrities in it, that'd be a fun one to go. So anyway, Drink Dog and Mitt was the biggest. Now, the 80s come up next. Now, I'm in the 80s. I'm not an 80s boy. I'm 31, all right? I'm a 90s boy, but I love 80s music and I love the whole rise of synth rock and new wave. That fucking right up my street. The biggest song, which is a shame. I have never heard this song played at a bar. I only found it doing this research. I've heard of the band's name, but you never hear them. It's Verdamp Lang Hair. Um, it's actually quite a sad song. Um, it's about a guy, well, the lead singer, who talks about the regrets he had in the relationship with his dad because his dad died young. It's quite sad. But it's by a band called BAP. And BAP are from the Eiffel region, just outside Cologne. Now I'm going to get to the chorus because it's fucking good. Now you're talking my language. Yeah. So, BAP brought this song in Kuz. They were a band that sang entirely in Kuz. Never released a single German song. And what a song it is. They also were part of the revolution, the music revolution, and the cultural revolution called Arshahu, Asses Up, which was a rise against far-right extremism, racism, and homophobia, and is still going today, which I'll talk about later. Now, with the light must come the dark unfortunately because the 80s also had that fucking damn rat that never goes away traditional carnival music still alive and alive and there's one band and it's two people's names it's two names the first name is klaus obviously klaus und and i'm going to give you guys five seconds to see if you can guess who you think it is klaus und anyone yes you're right it is klaus und Klaus. <laughs> and these guys are the definition of dog shit. And the second biggest song in the 80s was Da steht ein Feld. Auf dem Flur. Which is, it's Kaus again. Uh, it means there's a horse standing on the floor. I'm sorry you had to hear that. But if I have to hear it, you just have to hear it. Oh man, if you could see the album cover of this. And Klaus and Klaus quite famous. He also had another song. See if anyone recognizes this, the fucking Robin Bastards.
if anyone recognizes that tune, you should. I'd be very proud of you. I'm going to start a petition to have Klaus and Klaus tried at the Hague for war crimes. Against the Irish people. Yeah, you're right. It's not. That is a song called Ander Neunze Küste. But it is, of course, the Wild Rover. Do you know what? Just for a palate cleanser. Sorry, guys. For a palate cleanser for myself. Um... I'm going to play the Wild Rover because I can't. Let me see it, Clive. So, the Wild Rover is a very famous Irish song. He's a year. Spent all my money on whiskey and beer. It's the same tune. It's exactly the same tune. I just need that one to clean. Cleanse my palate. Like a frozen grape just before dessert at one of those fancy restaurants. So, traditional I Oh, my God. Fuck, here we hear this one. <laughs> this is another Klaus and Klaus song called Der Eierman, which translates <laughs> as the Eggman and not Dr. Eggman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, Klaus and Klaus, so good they named them twice. <laughs> oh. Ach du dickes Ei. That's what the album's called. Oh, you fat egg. <laughs> right, anyway, we're going to get moving on here. I can't spend all the time on Klaus and Klaus. Um, 90s. Now, it's a shame because the 90s is a great era of music, but it seems like Cologne just didn't get the memo on that one because all the great Cologne stuff comes after this and before this, but the 90s was, was kind of shite. Um, Heuber are one of the big bands. The top song was this one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh... Denven et Trömliche Jet. And I have no idea what that means. I don't do cash. I was meant to ask my friends. This one actually comes on a lot in the bars. And this is the one where I go for a pish. Okay, Köhle, a laugh is the words of that. Köhle is the Kölsch word for Köln, which is the English, the Deutsch word, the German word for the English version of Cologne. Jesus Christ, I got there in the end. And in Dusseldorf during Carnival, you say hello, and in Cologne, you say a laugh. I think it just means like up, like go for it. Do the Köhle, a laugh is like up a Cologne. Up a rah. Um, yeah, I hate that song. That's kind of shit I don't do. But I will say. So Oiber are another band that had been knocking about forever. They started in like the 80s and 90s. But they're still going now. And they had a song last year. I don't even know. It's actually quite good. Well not quite good but. Now, I hope I don't get cancelled for saying the name of this. But I didn't write it. This song is called. Wigger Digger. No, I didn't say it. <laughs> I feel like a DJ. <laughs> I feel like a, a daytime DJ. Am I having a fucking great time? Fuck my guess. I should do this more often. Maybe I'll do this for Paddy's Day. We'll go through Irish music. Um, Wigger Digger. That is bad, okay? But it's not what you think. Digger with a D. 
is a German slang for like uh, like mate. It's like mate, a digger. It's got nothing to do with what you think it has to do with. But the first time I heard someone say digger, I'd like fucking excuse. I beg your pardon. I beg your pardon. But it's not. They're not going down that route. But wigger digger is this close to getting cancelled. <laughs> you're you're treading on thin ice if you're trusting people with a few drinks in them to make sure they stick to wigger digger and don't let a little tongue slip. But anyway, in the 90s, what was the other big song? Oh, God, I'm going to have to play this, aren't I? Right, I haven't said one band, one very famous band. Cologne people will hate me for this, but there was a very, very famous Cologne band called Hörner. Hörner have been gigging since the 70s and 80s. Now, Hörner are still gigging now, still making music. They're huge, probably the biggest band in carnival music. But they didn't really start to kick off until the 90s and especially the 2000s. And people are like, oh, no, Gareth, that's not true. They were big. They're actually not. Their big, their first big breakaway sing, uh, single was this. I'm going to play this briefly, and I'm going to make sure I want this as a warning, and I want a disclaimer. Sorry for myself in here. I am doing this against my will. I do not play FC Kern songs lightly on this podcast. I'd rather fucking die than listen to an FC Kern song. Fuck FC Kern, the football team. But for educational purposes, I will push through. So this was the second biggest song of the 1990s in Cologne Carnival. I love turning down, talking over it. <laughs> like a Jeep DJ. I'm not singing it. Okay, I'm stopping because I can't do that anymore. But that is their big... That's when they started to break out in the late 90s. And that was a song which has now been adopted by the football team here, FC Cologne. Now, let's move on. How fucking much? How am I even talking? Right, here, we need to get this wrapped up, right? We're going to go blasting through. 2000s, this is where it gets good, lads. This is where it gets good anyway, right? So, 2000s, one new band comes on the scene, and they're called Brings. Spelt as you think, bring, as in bring me a pint, but with an S on the end. Bring me a pint. <laughs> uh, Brings are a rock band. And they actually all wear tartan. That's their whole, like, shtick. Um, and they're named because they have two brothers, Peter Brings and Peter Brings' brother. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know his name. Um, Peter and Peter's brother. Um, they really exploded in the 2000s and they're still massive now. They're one of the big bands. So the biggest song of the naughties, which is 2000, 2010. Americans don't say naughties, do you? What do you say? We say naughties, but it sounds like you're naughty. But it's not. The naughties like 2000 to 2010 because it's not. But you, you guys say zero. What do you guys say then for naughties? Anyway, 2000 to 2010, the biggest Cologne Carnival song was Nur nicht aus Liebe weinen. I think it gets faster. Stop up before it gets too far. Sorry, you guys, if you're listening to this in the audio version, you should really get on to the video version for this one because I'm having a blast over here. So that was the biggest song. But one song, which wasn't the biggest carnival song, but it was one of the biggest songs in Germany, weirdly, um, was Hörner's Big Break, Viva Colonia. This is the big one. And you're going to notice something about the start of this. 
because I think they've borrowed this from another culture. I'm not saying a culture that might be better in the whole word envies, but that's what I'm saying. Not that bad, Jesus Christ. She's not that bad either. There. I mean, hello, that's obviously Irish music. But who can blame them for wanting to take that? Fun fact. This is actually the tune that they play when FC Cologne score a goal in the stadium. Which means it get played once a year. So shite. And Brings came in with this big head as well. Koshi Young. One of the big things about carnival music of the 2010s to now is we have a hook that is vocal. So you can sing along. Something to do, 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 or whoa, 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 too. There's no exception. I actually think that's a bit shite. Brings also brought out another massive hit in the years between 2000 and 2010 called Polka, Polka, Polka. Not to be confused with the one in, in Home Alone when John Candy's in the back of the... <laughs> Man, fuck, I love that film. When John Candy's giving Kevin's mum a lift back to... Is it Seattle they're from? Whatever the fuck it is. And he's like, we do polka, 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 the lived in polka. I can't remember the words, but anyway. Polka, 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 not the John Candy version. It's actually a good tune. Drop that bass. Get emotional. Beautiful. But also we had the rise of a band called Kazala. Rock band. Fucking good rock band. This is where the music gets good, guys. And they had a song called Der Stadt mit K, which is the town or the city with K. Kern. Um, good song. This actually rocks. Oh, he's got the bagpipes. Think Linkin Park. <laughs> if the members of Linkin Park lost about 40 IQ points. And yeah, loads of great tunes. Now, my favorite band actually popped up in this period. They're called Queerbeat. Queerbeat genuinely fucking rock. And it was my dream to get one of the lads from Queerbeat in this podcast. So Queerbeat, they're kind of, have you ever seen Snarky Puppy? If anyone's familiar with them, they're like a big brass band that do brass band with electric guitar, drums, bass guitar, singer. They just, so they mix those two styles. They're like a rock brass, not even rock, like a party brass band. They're fucking amazing. And they got some big, big tunes. I suppose Niemeyer Faster Loving is a big one. Good Morgan Barbarossa Platz. That's good. Barbarossa Platz is a place in Cologne. It's a Platz. Named after Redbeard. Redbeard Platz. This tune actually rocks. I'm so excited for the morning, guys. I'm going to have a blast tomorrow. <laughs> 
Right. And that ends us for the 2010s. And we'll bring you up to the last four years. There's not much going on, to be honest. Um, one of the big... Ah, oh, I have to tell you this one, sorry. Let me get this beer open. Um, one of the big songs is Princessin, which means princess, by Hooner. The same band I was talking about earlier. But Hooner's lead singer was a very famous man with a, the third best moustache in Germany after Rudy Fuller and myself, a guy called Henning Koitmacher. He left Hooner. We actually met him. Didn't meet him recently. I was at a wedding recently and we had like the after party at a really fancy Michelin star restaurant and he just came out with an acoustic guitar because he was a mate of the the bride's dad and came out and played a tune his moustache is still looking well but anyway he's left and Herner have taken away from their roots and they went a bit poppy but they had a song called Princessin which talks about a princess and a crocodile hang on let me go back here we go Paso, paso, princesa. Paso, paso, princesa. Which I'm only playing this for you because my costume tomorrow, so you would have seen this on my Instagram yesterday, you'd be thinking, what the fuck was that? I'm a princess, and my girlfriend's going as a crocodile. Because obviously, if it's a crocodile and a princess, Gareth the princess. I'll let that play. Hopefully, I don't get stung for copyright. Okay, last song I want to tell you about, and then we're getting the fuck out of here. Um, 58 minutes, yeah, we're perfect time. I didn't even do the Patreon read, fucking hate do that. Ah, da, 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 da. Um, last song, so I'm going to end this on quite a semi-serious note, which is not very fitting. This, there is a new carnival song every year. There's a couple of new songs, and then we sort of unofficially vote for the best one, and it gets played a lot. Now, this year's one, there's been quite a big scandal in Germany recently. This is where I'm going to let my political side out. Quite a big scandal with a party called the AFD, the AFD, which stands for the Alternative für Deutschland, Alternative for Germany. They're a hard right political party, and it came to light recently that they've been having secret meetings, where in those meetings, because an a journalist went undercover and broke the story in November, the story only broke a couple of weeks ago. Um, in these meetings, they proposed that anyone who was, even if they were a holder of a German passport or they were a citizen, if they were not ethnically German, they would be sent to Rwanda for a camp to learn to be German probably for a few years. I thought, Germans in camps. I think I know. I think I've heard this one before. I think I know where this one ends. But to be fair, when the story broke, Germany mobilised. Matt, like in Cologne, we had two protests in a week. Over 100,000 people at each one. Hamburg had 200,000 people or something stupid. Berlin... Uh, Dusseldorf, every city in Germany had massive mobilization just to say, fuck the AFD, they're not getting here. No. And it was, the whole slogan was Nie wieder, which is never again. We're never letting the, you know, the thing, you know, the thing that had, letting the Nazis happen again, which is great. They should be at that. And it was actually very inspiring to see. And it's one of the reasons why I'm so proud to call Cologne my home city now, because when things matter, things like that, serious political issues, Cologne stands up and gets counted. People in Cologne do stand up for their rights. They're very open. They're very LGBTQ plus friendly. Very open to different races and different uh, nationalities, etc., etc. Refugees, we took in a lot. So, this year's carnival song is by Queerbeat and Brings and a rapper. Look at the annoying, I think he called him. Um, anyway, it, the song is Kein Kuz Vernatis, which I'm hoping by this point you guys will understand. But Kein Kuz. 
the beer for Nazis. I think you know what that means. No cash for Nazis. Sorry. Here we go. Because no matter what happens, Cologne remains a deeply political city, but on the good side. Oh, guys, thank you for joining me in this journey. Now, before I go quickly, fuck the, fuck the, okay, Patreon, there is a Patreon, you know what the crack is, patreon.com forward slash the N9G Fruit Podcast, you can sign up to support the podcast there, but don't go anywhere, the quiz is coming, don't go anywhere, okay? Uh, patreon.com forward slash the NIG free podcast you can sign up there to the podcast you can support the podcast it's five quid a month five euro five dollar five pound wherever you are you don't get any extra content but you will get some early access to episodes and you'll be able to ask new guest questions now i will let the cat out of the bag as i've had a drink Sophia neugebauer is next week's guest i went to luxembourg specifically to interview her we had an amazing time there's some great clips already made Sophia is wonderful it's a brilliant episode and also a few weeks after that philippe barnes an incredible food player uh, specialised in playing Irish music on the silver flute on the bone flute He's our, uh, that interview's done it's planned for a few weeks time I'll get the edit and done on that and that'll be out soon and in between we have a lovely episode about toxic masculinity so you get the early access to all those episodes if you sign up it's five quid a month the Inline G podcast is free it will always be free I will never charge for more content so if you can afford to support the podcast it's incredibly appreciated you can unsubscribe at any time you won't pay a fee or anything like that you just jump out I jump in and out of the ones I'm supporting all the time um so if you can afford it, five quid a month, it is hugely appreciated. It lets me take time off work to do this more. And also to pay travel costs to go and meet the biggest food players in the world, which there might be some news about soon. But also, if you cannot afford five quid a month, which I often can't, so I've been there, that's fine, that's grand, you can listen for free. Now, before we go, I want you guys to tell me, honestly, what you get in the following quiz. To see how much you were listening during this podcast so question number one on which day of carnival do we burn nubble you might want to pause this or no i'll give you a few seconds i think and then three two one tuesday shrove tuesday number two what do women do to men on women's thursday on viber and fist what do they do to them yeah get your mind out of the gutter three two one yes they cut their neckties number three what do you call the sweeties that they throw in the parade that might take an eye out and three two one camelo i will accept caramels and number four what is the wee kiss that you get go do it again to the microphone what's that called in couch oh fuck not that three two one it is a butcher Number five, how much money does Cologne Carnival make per year? Who's good with their numbers? And three, two, one. Yes, of course, it is 600 million euros. Number six, name the three members of the Dragosteer, or the Triumvirate, the three characters. If you're thinking about it and you're going, fuck, what is it, what is it? Just pause it, right? But the answer is in three, two, one. The Maiden, the Prince, and the Peasant. Number seven, what is Carnival Saturday called? Three, two, one. And it is, of course, Carnation Saturday. Number eight. Where does the word Carnival come from? I'm sure someone's screaming this one. You've definitely got this one because I made a big deal of this. But it's three, two, one. 
is of course the Latin Carne Vale, meat and to fuck off. Number nine, the famous carnival band of the 80s features Klaus and who? Klaus and three, two, one. Klaus and Klaus. And the last question, which Spice Girl do I dress up as every year on carnival? Three, two, one, and it is, of course, Ginger Spice, a.k.a. Jerry Hallow. Guys, thank you very much for a great episode. This has been a blast. Um, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. I'm going to a couple more drinks, and, yeah, I love you very much. Thank you for staying in this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Maybe I'll do this again. I've had a good time. So, yeah, guys, have a great time. Mess me about Clone Carnival. Go look it up. I'll be drunk the whole weekend. I love you very much. Big smooches. Bye.